Welcome to Behind the Brands. So, you found us. <laughs> well done, you. Our little podcast all about the fashion industry. Let me just tell you about the host and the creator of this podcast. The guy's from the UK and his name is Warren Parker Mills. Warren's literally worked with some of the best people in the business and met some incredible brands along the way. Now he feels it's time to kind of do things a little differently. He'll be catching up with amazing storytellers from across the globe as they share some of those unwritten secrets that they've managed to figure out for themselves. From brands you'll recognize to small artisan creators that have mastered their craft. You'll hear about their collections, sales, and their ongoing quest for sustainability. So if you're an aspiring designer, an influencer, or just a massive fan of listening to fascinating conversation, stay right where you are. Hello there, welcome, welcome to Behind the Brands. I'm Warren and I'm your host. This is episode number 29, which means there's only this one and another one to complete series three of the podcast. And um, for anyone that's just joined us, as I say, welcome. There's plenty of other shows if you enjoy this one to uh, to dip into and find out some more amazing stories from people connected within the fashion industry. So, so let's talk a little bit about today's show. And today I've got the delight of introducing you to a lady called Kelly from a brand called Tom Studio. You may have already seen this brand. Uh, It's all over Instagram and Kelly's got a great business and I was just fascinated because she actually makes bags from basketballs. Um, She's done really well and she's she's managed to get a product on quite a few high-profile musicians and celebrities and I was delighted to have a chat with Kelly. We spoke at length about her business and talked about all elements of, of what she gets up to on a daily basis. So in the meantime, Check her Instagram out, sit back, enjoy, and I will see you in a bit. Hey, good morning, Kelly. How are you? <laughs> morning. I'm very good, thank you. How good. Are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, it's a beautiful day um, here in the southwest of the UK. Yeah. It's absolutely glorious. Um, where are you? Where, just remind uh, me where you are. I'm in Hertfordshire, so yeah, it's, it's a lovely day here too. Yeah, so it's beautiful this time of the year. <laughs> when it's sunny, actually, autumn is a wonderful, wonderful season, isn't it? Yeah, so uh, it's all good. Brilliant. Well, listen, thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I'm delighted to have you on um it's a strange you're very welcome honestly it's it's an absolute (laughs) pleasure um it's a strange one this because normally I trawl the internet to try and find new brands and new stories and new people who have got amazing things to talk about and actually my daughter spotted your brand um (laughs) so she's I don't know whether or not again we can talk about this a bit later on but I would imagine she's kind of either there or just going into your perfect perfect demographic so she's yeah. 18 next month right and yeah she's she's just like she's so she's like a, a fashion sponge at the moment you know oh, she's, really? just, she's just yeah. trying to work out her own kind of style her own individuality do you know what I mean and yeah it's wonderful to see and actually a brand like yours allows people to do that a little bit mm. um a little bit more comprehensively shall I yeah. say so yeah yeah but anyway, listen, let's talk about you. Let's talk about your amazing brand. So 
you make bags out of basketballs, right? Yes, I do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which must be an absolute conversation stopper at a dinner party. <laughs> yeah, definitely is. Yeah, people do stop. Yeah, they do stop. They're like, oh, my God, is that a basketball? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's definitely one of those things that makes people stop, which is cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, <laughs> listen, we're going to dig really deep into how you obviously go about the whole process because I'm absolutely mm -hmm. fascinated. Yep. Firstly, where you got the idea from. Um, mm -hmm. Secondly, how you have created this unbelievable following, really, which you have obviously on acro across social media. But yeah. with regards to placing the product and celebrities and all those types of things, that's really yeah. interesting. And yep. then more importantly, really, where you want to go with the brand, because I'm mm -hmm. also intrigued to find out if you're going to diversify in any way. But yep. don't give it away now or we'll have a really <laughs> short interview. <laughs> Yes. So tell, <laughs> us little... <laughs> <laughs> tell us a little bit, Kelly, about kind of how you got to where you are now. What were you doing mm -hmm. previously? Um, I assume you've not always made bags out of basketball. No, no. so um, my background is music industry and kind of brand and content and, and brand partnerships. Um, okay. So before I, the last job I had before I quit this was, um, uh, an advertising agency so we make branded content so I work with like clients like McDonald's, HP, um, Porsche etc so mm. those are the kind of clients that we had and just yeah. doing like cool content for them with like whether it would be media companies or talent so um, mm -hmm. yeah so it was it's helped me a little bit because I know about advertising I know about working with like influencers artists etc mm -hmm. so that's definitely helped but yeah my background is not is not making handbags out of basketball no, no. what did you do it you did you did you study at uni or did you go into college or did you do anything or straight yeah. into the big world music 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 all oh, the way wow. so okay. yeah I studied music at college university um went straight into a record label out of uni Amazing. um working for universal music and was there for a long time um I did like I did creative things on the side so um was in a band but like it was all for it was never like to be it was just a hobby mm -hmm. um I did shoe design at London College of Fashion um as an cool. evening thing yeah um making clothes for friends and myself and stuff mm -hmm. so there's always been a creative bit but it's yeah, no, it was never my nine to five. And I was never like, I want to do this as a nine to five. Instead, it was always like, I have, I have a job. I love my yeah. job. Like yeah. that, the creative side helps me with the other bit. So mm -hmm. always found I worked better when I was doing something creative as a hobby outside of work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's never, but it's, yeah, it's never been make make basketball bags <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible and actually now you say that about music you know I can imagine all your product in a music video because it's yeah. just it's so right isn't it for that yeah. particular look and that demographic yeah. um I mean again I want to talk about kind of collaborations and how mm -hmm. these things have kind of entwined because I think your point there which was really interesting was getting that understanding of the stuff that isn't just creating product, you know, mm -hmm. because yeah. advertising, you know, how to communicate with people to get mm -hmm. what you need with regards yep. to placement and everything else. It's really interesting that. So, yeah. okay. So you were in the advertising business. Mm -hmm. You then thought I'm going to make a career out of bags <laughs> made out of basketballs. <laughs> what, what was the, what was the flip there? What, what, what kind of took you from the day job yeah. into what you're doing at, at Tom? Um, do you know what? It, I, 
I always say it was really organic and it was, but it wasn't like I wasn't working hard behind the scenes to make stuff. So, but it, but it kind of was a bit, it was a little bit organic. And I think some of it was it kind of being in that cultural zeitgeist of what was kind of happening in the world. Cause it sits within like sport and culture and music mm-hmm. and fashion and streetwear and social media. It's like that perfect kind of cultural moment. And I think that's when it kind of started to shift I think it just hit at the right time so because I've been making a bags behind the scenes for like a couple of years and kind of putting Mm. things out on Instagram and stuff like that but there was a point kind of towards the end of 2019 where like I'd gifted a bag to Billie Eilish six Mm. months before so in kind of June July um and she put it out on Instagram and Mm. wore it in December of the of 2019 and that the brand had kind of already started to scale a little bit before then. Yeah. Then she put it out. And then kind of January, February, um, March kind of things started to kind of build and build and build and build. Mm-hmm. And lockdown happened. Um, and I think, you know, people, there was, there was kind of two things happened. I think one, people had more disposable income, certain yeah. people, because they weren't going out. Um, so they kind of just wanted to spend that money somehow, make themselves feel better. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think there were other people who still were kind of trying to trying to flex a little bit, I think, for the gram and still show that they're they're, they're still <laughs> flex you know, for the gram. Got things to get dressed for every day. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, sport was still sort of you know happening, still wanting to kind of show that they've got love for sport and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. the product kind of hit the, these kind of moments, and like, yeah, yeah, you know, I was still. I was still working. Um, I got furloughed for about two weeks, which was great because I had two weeks to solidly work on stuff, um, but was still working. Um, and it just kind of, April, May, June, just kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I can't do two jobs yeah. now. Yeah, I had yeah, to become yeah. two jobs and it was yeah. like, make a choice. So, yeah. you know, I had a, had a long conversation with myself um, and, you know, do I want to do... I liked where I worked. I've got, I worked mm-hmm. with great people. Um, there was comfortableness, but it was like, do I, am I, am I prepared to take a step back to take a step forward? If you know what sure. I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be taking a salary cut. I would be taking whatever, but it's my own thing. I'm doing what I'm doing, what I love as a passion. Like, you know, that it, it, you know, it made sense. Probably a bit stupid to quit your job in lockdown and COVID and blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> you know I did that yeah (laughs) Um, you went for it yeah it it was it had become a point where it's like okay this is sustainable potentially if I you know keep doing the things that I'm doing um, yeah you know and it kind of naturally evolved and Um, just out of that that point there about gifting the um the bag to Billy then how did mm -hmm. how did that process work did you call in on your music industry kind of contacts just (laughs) out of interest or what what was that process was it easy to do that's the thing that I was trying to ask really um so we are actually talking to her management um at the time um Mm -hmm. about doing a partnership with a clothing brand that we were working with and representing so um I I was talking to her her manager um and we were going to send her some stuff and I Mm -hmm. said do you mind if I send this along as well um and they said no so uh, no they didn't mind sort of thing (laughs) Uh, so I sent it um and didn't hear anything and didn't kind of didn't expect to I was just like you know what if she sees it cool like 
you know, I'm not, I wouldn't be paying her, like, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, it just, it just so happened that, you know, six months later, she was actually in London for, uh, I think she was doing some live dates or something mm-hmm. in December. Um, and, she, yeah, she put a post up wearing it. And I, Amazing. I was like, wow. That's so yeah. cool. That's um, so cool, isn't it? And and again, a lot of brands in the past, if you look at um Samuel L. Jackson, you know, we can go and you know, there's yeah. loads of brands that have had this. Yeah. I don't know. It again, it's all to do with timing, isn't it? You know, there's a lot of timing, looking yeah. timing, getting that yeah. right. And sometimes that, you know, those placements are invaluable. I remember many, many years ago, I used to work with Pasha in Ibiza mm-hmm. and they had this amazing book. Um, there's not many of them left. In fact, there's a guy that I know that's got one, which I'm really jealous oh, wow. of because there was, this, <laughs> there was this huge flood or a fire. There was, there was some problem and there was a load of these books mm. and they all got destroyed except for a handful. And these were like wow. beautiful coffee table books. And yeah. they were like the historic kind of like 50 years of Pasha. So like mm. Grace Jones was in there and wow. Freddie Mercury all partying, mm. you know, just amazing images. And there was this phenomenal um, shot of Ringo Starr on a deck chair, like mm. leaning back with his Pasha t-shirt on. And I just think, gosh, you know, that placement. And again, that was mm. done because he loved the brand and he wanted yeah. to wear the t-shirt. But, you know, when you get that those types of individuals who really just want to wear the product, you know, mm. um, they're not getting paid for it. They're not getting endorsed. Yeah. They're just doing it because they absolutely have understanding yeah. of, of something being really credible for them and their brand. It's really yeah. powerful. Um, that's, that's great. And I, I'm, I'm so pleased that, that happened because <laughs> we probably wouldn't be having this conversation otherwise. Yeah. Um, so tell <laughs> us a little bit about how do you get the product in the first place? How does yeah. that happen? Yeah. So, um, well, there's, there's kind of two different sides to it. So one is obviously if I'm reworking um, a, a brand that already, like a basketball that already exists. So if mm-hmm. it's a, an Adidas, a Nike, Wilson, Spalding, et cetera, um, that I procure those different ways. Um, yeah. So like having worked with uh, Chinatown Market, which is now Market, um, I'm a wholesale partner with them. Um, so they, when they have new basketballs, like uh, if I think that they would work, then I'll just hit them up and, you know, say, hey, these these will be good to the, for the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I have friends dotted all over. Um, I spend hours trawling the internet trying to find these deep kind of random websites that might have like all these really cool basketballs, um, search for vintage basketballs. Yeah, I've got a friend in America that I if there's stuff there that I can't get, he gets mm-hmm. it for me. Um, so yeah, I have, a, have sources and my, and myself just kind of searching. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I want to find things that are, that are different and unique. Like yeah. I, yeah, that are not the kind of everyday sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they are, I want to, I have an idea or I'll try and think of something I can do mm-hmm. to them to kind of make them different. Yeah. Um, but then with my ones, my own brand, that's a different where it's like a proper design process and yeah. you know trying to go through like create a collection and mood boards and designing stuff um and then I have a factory or two factories that I work with that mm-hmm. um, make basketballs for me um wow. so yeah it's it's a two-pronged approach yeah. to, okay. to design. that's interesting I mean it's interesting <laughs> that you go down that whole route like you should do mm. of you know the mood boards and and understanding trends <laughs> and what's important and and everything else that's that's mm. really cool just out of the basketballs that you get then are mm-hmm. the are the 
Oh, I don't know why I'm saying this. Are there balls that you really like, Kelly? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Are, yeah. are there basketballs that you absolutely think, oh, my God, I just love working with this basketball? Yeah. Um, do you know what? Uh, the Spalding ones are amazing. Yeah. Um, because say, they're, yeah, yeah they are. Um, the Spalding, well, Spalding and Wilson, because because they're um, like heavy, they're obviously official weight and size, they're heavier. Mm-hmm. The leather composite like um is is thicker so it's like when you blow them up and inflate them um you know they tend to stay in shape and mm-hmm. i have less worries with when i'm working with those um when when it's um other ones like yeah you just i i've got to know how i like over the years i've got to know how i how i think a ball is going to react when it's cut mm-hmm. so i can kind of gauge like what I need to do to prepare it in order to it for it for it to not deflate and get dense it and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. it does happen still. Like you can't, um, yeah, you can't stop it entirely. But I've learned and developed stuff over the years to kind of try and stop that happening as much as yeah. possible. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, and then you obviously bring in the hardware and everything else to go mm-hmm. with it, don't you? You obviously yep. have got suppliers that you bring that in. And what kind of price yep. points are you working at then, Kelly? What what kind of levels? So the kind of lowest price point is probably like, well, if it's not in a sale, because obviously mm-hmm. I'll I'll do special offers and set for Black Friday and things like that. So then mm-hmm. they it's probably the lowest I think I've ever sold something for is around 90. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they usually start around 150 or 160 for a small okay. one um, and have gone up to like, um, like 500 pounds because of yeah. the time and the effort or yeah what I've made from it so that was a Dior one where I was right, reworking okay. kind of like the the canvases from Dior bags so that's yeah. why that was a bit more expensive yeah okay um, and have you had any issues with with kind of brands like you know those luxury brands because obviously you've yeah you know, I know that on your on your Instagram there's Louis Vuitton yeah. and there's there's Gucci there's all those wonderful big brands have you had yeah. any issues or have they been very open to to you using and utilizing their products um no I haven't had any issues touch wood um I think because so with the like for a Louis Vuitton for example um I will take bags and cut them up and then yeah. rework the basketball using that so yeah. it's not like I'm count like making a yeah you're not make, passing off as such yeah, yeah and I'm obviously I'm up front saying like because obviously mm-hmm. the LV ones are a replica print because I mm-hmm. like I, if I was to use real LV bags it would be an astronomical price and yeah you know I so why I'm up front with customers like this is a replica um mm-hmm. with the kind of Gucci ones it's like there's there's been one was a brand actually it's from China it's called Kuangmi which is like um I'm probably saying that wrong but uh they do basketballs the print wasn't quite Gucci it was very similar but like that was it it was obviously taking the colors and the pattern and stuff like that so yeah it's it sits in that kind of sneaker reworking space which Mm. some brands have issue with and some brands don't mind so um you know I've had some brands share stuff and um you know Louis Vuitton made a basketball bag for the end when they did their collaboration with the NBA and people were tagging me in it and stuff like that so if in some way I've influenced something they've done that's amazing Um, yeah have you ever done anything with the NBA have you ever done any any kind of collaboration there has anyone picked up on that no I would love I would absolutely love to but yeah um, no like but on my 
on my to-do list for next year is um, <laughs> try and work with more. So I've done some stuff with like Adidas this year. So it's like to try and do some more like that. Um, and yeah, working with someone in the, working with the NBA in some capacity mm. would be, yeah, up there. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be incredible, wouldn't it? I mean, it's a perfect alignment, really. I yeah. could just imagine, you know, some of these big games and, you know, the red carpets and everything else going on yeah. either before the game or after the game, wherever they yeah, are. Yeah. But exactly. there will be some great parties going on somewhere with some beautiful <laughs> yeah. people wearing some amazing <laughs> things. So yeah. that would be super cool. And just about the market then and, and mm-hmm. your your demographic. And we joked earlier about, you know, my daughter potentially going right into your brand yeah. big time. Mm-hmm. Um let's put it this way there might be something on the Christmas list but you never know um (laughs) we uh but I'm really interested to find out where the growth areas are or where you find Mm -hmm. that you sell most of your bags is it what is it in Europe is it the UK is it the US or is it further afield um do you know what it is everywhere um Mm -hmm. like I'm sending stuff I sent something to Guadalupe the other day uh Israel like South America like um Asia so the the biggest markets are um uh, the us and the uk as you can mm-hmm. probably imagine um then i have like france germany um and then kind of the rest of the world so like australia yes. um i send a lot to china and to japan mm-hmm. um and i'm getting more and more in kind of eastern europe so like russia um and places like that so wow. yeah it's 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 um it goes in waves actually really interesting so obviously us uk is kind of pretty constant Mm. but um yeah like i say i've been getting a real like influx of um like where did i have you like yeah i had an influx of south america for a while then i had an influx of kind of like yeah like i say russia and stuff places like that so yeah it it does sometimes come in waves Mm. But, and is, um, is that word of mouth then when you say an influx is, is that somebody you've sent a bag to and then all of a sudden oh, everyone <laughs> in that country wants a bag is it is it that do you think or is, um, I mean, what, what causes sometimes that? I think sometimes yeah. it is yeah like um so yeah I, I did gift one to a girl I think she was based in Brazil and then I got an influx from yeah. kind of that area so yeah I think sometimes it definitely is other times it might be someone's bought one and posted it and they've hashtagged it or tagged me and then somehow like a friend mm. senior or whatever and like it's kind of just happened naturally yeah. um but yeah sometimes it definitely is like I've had mixed I said have mixed uh results with kind of gifting to influencers but mm. but yeah definitely sometimes it will be if I've gifted someone and then I'll see a bit of a spike just on that question, actually, you just raised another another thought in my mind. How do you manage that, Kelly? You know, because mm-hmm. the, you must get so many people saying, I'm yeah. an influencer. I can turn your brand into yeah, you know, yeah, an yeah. overnight success <laughs> if it's not already, you know. Yeah. How do you manage that? I mean, obviously, from a business owner's perspective, you've got, you've mm. got integrity and you want to yep. do things right. And you want to be polite and everything else. Mm-hmm. But it can be a difficult question to answer, can't it? Yeah, it is. It is because it's like I I do believe there's a like I do. There's obviously a lot of debate around influencers and the value and do they work and micro versus macro and mm-hmm. all this kind of conversation. So I do. I they do have a value and I do like I do believe um, there's benefits to to gifting them and you helping with your kind of visibility and growth. And I've I've benefited off of doing that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say I'm not anti influencers um at all and they have a place in your overall marketing plan i think yeah where where there's um 
the bit of yeah frustration is people kind of being a bit entitled with it or being like I'm an influencer and I you know gift me collab question mark you're like yeah you still have to be professional yeah (laughs) like you know and I I have I have my PR agency that help with a little bit of that Mm -hmm. um you know they deal with with they're based in LA so they deal with um gifting some celebrities and influencers of a certain size Mm um and they manage that and then, yeah, some of the there's some smaller ones that I have either personal relationships with from the start of the brand, or yes, they they DM me or email me, mm-hmm. and based on yes, whether I think they're right aesthetically and you know their approach to me and stuff like that, then I'll consider take that into consideration, and it's on a case by case basis. But yeah, I get a lot of DMs being like, Can I yeah. have a question mark? Like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, full uh, stop. No, uh, you know, and it's like. I it's this weird yeah it's this weird thing where it's like they just kind of some of them not all of them like I've had I've worked with some amazing ones um and I'm not tiring everyone with that brush but Mm. there's definitely like a slightly younger generation that are slightly more I see it in the difference in how they approach me and they're kind of like really I deserve this and it's like really? no you don't you're not telling me how you're going to benefit my brand you're not telling me what you're going to do you're just telling me you've got 500,000 followers on TikTok and a thousand followers on Instagram so Mm -hmm. that's great and that's amazing for you but Mm. you know there's still a level of you what are you going to do for my brand because Mm. I'm going to give you something you know and if I could pay people like I you know I'm still a small brand like of course you are yeah I'm not averse to paying you know people for doing a good job yeah um but yeah sometimes it's just like the the approach is just you're just like come Mm. on like you know naivety really isn't it more so than anything else I think yeah probably and yeah. a little bit of they probably have done that and gotten something yeah and, absolutely you know, and yeah. feel that that's the way to do it and it's like you know the size of your who are you influencing because you've got a big audience and that's great and that works for you but if you're approaching a brand what does that do for the brand mm, you still yeah. have to kind of think about that yeah um I think some of them forget about that they're just like oh I'll just put a picture up of me with your, your for your product and that'll be amazing it's like mm, yeah, no it doesn't really work like that sometimes <laughs> like yeah. is your audience going to be interested in my product you might like it but are they going to be interested in it are they really going to buy it like yeah you yeah. know you yeah. have to weigh those things up because obviously I mean you've got a great following and I know your engagement rate is really good because mm. I've been watching the conversations and you know it's not yeah. as if you're just posting stuff and letting everyone love it and that's yeah. it you know you you make a lot of videos I've seen your videos on there where you actually mm. break down the process which is really interesting it yeah. is to me mm. um probably more so than the back to be perfectly truthful with yeah, you yeah some but, people <laughs> um yeah but is there is there any other platforms that you've used or is it predominantly instagram is that really where your your tribe are or have you used Um, things like pinterest or anything like that yeah yeah so i i i'm a i am a firm believer in not focusing on 100 percent all in on one platform because Mm -hmm. you know we saw with like when facebook went facebook and whatsapp and instagram went down the other day the world fell apart like everyone's like oh my god so (laughs) if it does if it did disappear like then what would you do sort of thing yeah the reason i've focused well, the Instagram is much bigger is be- just because I'm one person and that was the platform I was on the most. So mm-hmm. um, it is one of those things that it's just na- that one's naturally grown on its own. Um, I have Pinterest that I put stuff on um, and I have got sales through Pinterest. So it's it's a platform that is not totally unserviced. Yeah. And then um, 
uh, obviously TikTok um, and focusing a lot more on that. Um, and when it first came out, I wasn't sure because I was like, it's, there's a lot of time and effort that kind of has to go into managing that platform as well. Mm, um, yeah. And obviously as one person, I was like. Do you do that like, yourself as well? Yeah. So I, I wow. did have some people helping me for a little bit, but yeah. Um, it, because I, it's difficult because I make everything um mm -hmm. it's hard for it, having to send stuff and the time and you know I I need people to come to me and have a whole day basically of just making stuff because the studio's at my house everything's mm -hmm. at my house mm -hmm. so those they were probably a bit too far away to be able to kind of do that stuff so yeah, yeah. I, I will be looking for someone to help me again with social but probably someone a little bit a little bit closer that can kind of physically come yeah. to where I am yeah um, be a bit more immersive in it all yeah, yeah basically because yeah. yeah. just because of the process and things like yeah. that and having to film stuff because I still had to film everything and I was like this doesn't free up my time I'm still yeah. I'm still doing it all myself so yeah like, yeah yeah you know yeah it's interesting you say about facebook going down and again anyone listening to this podcast um depending mm. obviously when you're listening to it yes. i mean this is it, obviously it's going to be relative but it was only down for a few hours well i say probably 12 hours or so i don't yeah. know the specifics but there was a post i saw actually on linkedin that that came up and it was there was 240 tons of clothing went into landfill in the UK whilst mm. Instagram was down. And wow. that for me completely resonates, you know, mm. um, that Ooh. shows the damage that can be done in a relatively short, short term. Mm. Um, but on the whole sustainability thing, you mentioned earlier yeah. about vintage basketballs mm -hmm. and things. Do yeah. you get, do you get gifted old basketballs? Do you like working with them or is it, yeah. or is it just the new stuff? Um, no, I, I have been, I've, I've done, um, I'm working on a custom for someone right now, mm -hmm. um, which is reusing their friend's old kind of um, molten uh, basketball. So it looks very, very weathered, very beaten. Mm. Um, it looks very cool. So yeah, I've, I, um, I've just released a Supreme one actually that again, it's like a very used Supreme basketball. And I love that look. I love yeah. that kind of like weathered old, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I have to be careful with the vintage ones because they can dent really easily just because mm -hmm. of like how old they are and them not keeping that kind of structural integrity um, yeah. like a little bit. Um, some some are fine, um, but yeah, some of the actual vintage vintage ones. So I've used mm. like the Borden one and the Converse one, and they're probably from the nineties, two thousands. A lot of bounces gone on there. A lot of bounces and a lot of <laughs> and a lot of dents that will not that will not go. Um, what a lovely but... thing, though, you know, to to be able to. And again, you know, I, I've got friends of mine that have shooted hoops for years you know that's what they do that's how they yeah. unwind you know and there's a lot of sentiment isn't there in that sport you know yeah. not necessarily just playing it competitively but just hanging out with your mates just firing mm. a few baskets and you yeah. know to actually have something like that and to and to be able to use it in a different way that's a lovely yeah. story to tell yeah um, definitely and that's why I said I'd do it like I don't I tend not to do customs like too often I've done a couple but just because of time, like mm. I'd love to be able to offer it to more, but it's, it's, it, you know, um, but I did this one cause I liked the story and I liked that she was doing it for a friend as a surprise. And it's like this cool. whole basketball and stuff. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love that. And I, I'm not trying to be a sustainable brand entirely because my factories make basketballs and, it, and sure. they're not. So yeah, yeah. But where I can, 
like reuse stuff and um you know remake and and things like that then Mm -hmm. I'll do that and I I like to do that and I want that to be part of the brand but yeah yeah yeah, and how how many pieces are you producing then would you say um on on a yearly basis Um, then Kelly oh god uh well any collections that well depending on if it's my own collection I never really do more than like 20 basketballs per design right okay um, yeah to kind of keep things low yeah um and uh but then yeah i i don't i I genuinely don't know Uh, (laughs) it's not a trick question no i know i know i just i just make stuff i literally don't even keep count like i I genuinely don't know we're gonna Um, talk about that a little bit later (laughs) yeah Yeah. this is why this is my weakness the numbers like i genuinely (laughs) don't know how many i made i yeah there's, there's definitely it's definitely over over in the thousands but like wow, okay. of, of multiple designs over yeah, like the course. past year or so yeah yeah but yeah I don't, I don't know but yeah my own designs I keep it to like limited to about 20 per style but yeah I, I've only cool. done last year I only did um I think I did eight des- eight of my own designs and mm-hmm. then this year I've got probably another seven that are probably going to come out at the end of the year okay. but then obviously throughout the year I'll make yeah. different different ones of other brands so yeah and do you take pre-orders for those or or are you are you making inventory or is it a mixture of both um it's kind of like a pre-order just because um it i make everything as orders come in so i'll have the basketballs but i'll make as orders come in just because Mm -hmm. um i found pre-making pre-making stuff um they're a lot harder to store for a start, yeah. um, but they tend to get more damaged and dented because you're if you if you want to really try and store them properly, you have to just have them on basketball racks, and the racks are huge, like are quite big and bulky, and I can't physically have enough racks to make all of the stuff. Yeah. Um, so if you know if you put them in a on a flat surface in a you know in a storage space mm. on top of each other, um, they can get damaged and dented. So Gosh, you don't like, think of that you don't think the logistics of that you know yeah so it's it I have done it I have pre-made some stuff but and that's how I found out that it's just like it's just not really practical to do that because obviously mm-hmm. then they're all inflated and like inflated balls and yeah, yeah they just get damaged so yeah. it's like it's yeah. not worth doing that um what, what about costs of postage and things how is it is it quite expensive to ship those things um is it's yeah a little bit because i have to have it insured so mm-hmm. if you're shipping it with royal mail um or like a dhl or whatever you have to have it insured there's a little bit of extra money that goes into that mm-hmm. um and then obviously the size and weight of it so it's a 26 centimeter squared box that has to go in um to kind of fit and have enough to kind of still pad it out and make sure it's protected so mm-hmm. um yeah it's i try because I have a business account with like DHL and um, Royal Mail, I do try and um, keep the cost down as much as I can. Uh, And sometimes I'll run free shipping things and stuff like that to help. Um, But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, (laughs) no, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we we talked last week uh, a little bit about you and the business and, Mm -hmm. and everything else. And it is difficult, you know, and you kind of alluded to it earlier about, 
you know, you crack on, you do the creative, you do the mood boards, you do the connectivity, you know, you've got the Instagram going, you've yeah. got you've got all those elements going. But there are areas of the business, obviously, as every business has that, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have, you know, weaknesses and strengths, you know, yep. <laughs> what, what I want to <laughs> do. I, wanna... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm making. <laughs> Honestly, it's absolutely fine. But I, I've got I've got some quick questions that I want to knock towards mm-hmm. you. And and it's just literally a score between one and ten. Right. And right. all I want you to do, I'll ask you the question and then you say about your own competency mm-hmm. and genuinely where you are. You know, okay. as I say, there's no right or wrong. But yeah. Um, First question is coming up with engaging social media, like mm. literally consistently doing it. How are you at that? Uh, I'd maybe say I'm an eight. Oh, that's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What about dealing with suppliers, dealing with factories? Um, nine or ten, because this is so easy with the people yeah. I've got in place. Like, yeah. So you've made it easy for yourself I made it really partners. easy for myself <laughs> yeah. and yeah like and literally a whatsapp or a mess instant message away like they're fun, amazing. They're, they're amazing so yeah it's like it's and they do whatever I like then they're not afraid to try new stuff so that's great yeah, I've got that's myself good. in a good position with them good all right what about managing your time Kelly oh god uh probably <laughs> like a two or a three <laughs> so okay. Okay. I like, yeah <laughs> All right. What about managing, uh, sorry, promoting you as opposed to your brand, just like we're doing today? How have you been with that generally? Oh, rubbish. Like, so I, I'm, I don't like putting myself out in front of people and the brand mm-hmm. so much. So probably like a three or a four. Um, I, 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 I push myself where I can because I think there's a, you, you have, you have to like, um, mm you know particularly if you want to do stuff with brands um you know you are the creator of it so you know i i did was it last earlier this year i did my first kind of live stream selling for an app called network and i was Mm -hmm. absolutely terrified because i'd never done anything like that on camp like on a live stream you have to just talk to the camera (laughs) etc um and it was yeah it was terrifying i did it and i was like oh did it it's fine um (laughs) and it went really well and it went really well and but doing it in the build-up to it i was like what the fuck Uh, um so yeah and the same with adidas like when we did some stuff with adidas like had to film an interview had to have my photo taken stuff like that so you know it's i'm super critical of everything so i'm like i'll overanalyze what i've said what i'm doing like how Mm -hmm. i look blah 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 you know, particularly in social media and being a woman, like you're always like conscious of, you know, how you come across, what you look like, etc. Sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to be better. <laughs> good, good. Did we get a score for that? I can't remember. I was... said four, I think. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not making notes. Or anything, don't worry. <laughs> what about you know? And listening to you and listening to your connection with your music and you know, you and I know people can't see it, but you're in the most amazing room full of like <laughs> such cool full shoes, <laughs> full of trainers and sneakers, and there's a I think there's a yeah. massive pair of vans behind you or whatever it's okay Uh, this question actually how are you on allowing yourself or giving yourself time to be kind of looking at new trends and just trying to forecast a little bit about stuff um I probably say a seven Mm -hmm. um I I think about what's next a lot yeah um 
and have things that I work on or try to work on that are going to be the next thing, the next mm-hmm. bit of what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. I do try to think about that. I tend not to look at like trend forecasting in terms of like, you know, I tend to look at kind of social media and people yeah. rather than going like a WGSN or whatever. Yeah, and be like, yeah. Oh, you know, this is the next thing. Like, yeah. I'll look at where streetwear and the culture around basketball mm-hmm. and music and like what that is doing. Um, there are some people that I follow and listen to in terms of trying to predict these things. And like, I take it into consideration. Um, but I think certain things like I will kind of, I just kind of go around and go around. So yeah, it's, it's definitely something, but like, yeah, thinking about the brand, like I'll always be like, okay, what the basketball bag is amazing. I love it. Mm. Um, it's the staple of the brand, but what are going to be the other points of yeah. building that out as a brand? Yeah. Is, that, is that something you'd potentially do further down the line, Kelly? I mean, you know, have you made little purses out of tennis balls? I, don't I have. <laughs> have you really? Yeah, I did a tennis <laughs> okay. ball. Yeah, no, I did. I did a tennis ball. Uh, I've done, yeah, so obviously I've got like football, uh, American football. I've okay. done a tennis ball. Rugby? Um, have you done a rugby ball? I haven't done a rugby ball. Okay. Um, I haven't done a rugby ball. I haven't done a volleyball. Um, there's an amazing Louis Vuitton volleyball that I want to get a hold of, which is the one I want to do mm-hmm. um, if I do that. So, yeah, there's there's other balls that I haven't really, <laughs> uh, really done. Um, <laughs> what about clothing? Is clothing something or footwear or is there any other category that you'd like to diversify into? Uh, yes. So... Well, there's actually a handbag that I'm making at the moment, which is a more traditional handbag, um, but out of basketball panels. So wow. again, reusing the panels in a, in a certain way, um, because I think there are people that potentially would love that as a concept, but don't mm. want to carry a basketball. It doesn't yeah. quite fit with them, but obviously probably still like the brand or think it's cool and still want to buy into it. So mm-hmm. there's potentially an avenue for them to do that um that'd be great when's that coming out when will we launch that any idea oh i've got samples at the moment that i've yeah. made um so maybe towards the end of this year because they're really? going to be they're going to be probably going to be quite limited just because depending on the panels that i use and etc mm-hmm. so um yeah I, it's i'm still planning thinking cool. about that at the moment um Good. so yeah there are some other things but um yeah, all in the pipeline yeah 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 for next year and stuff like that so, good, yeah. good. all right back to my list of questions yep tax accounting and paperwork uh two all right um, we did cover this off last week to be fair yes. you know so i'm sorry for throwing that stink no no in, but, it's fine um, it is a difficult thing isn't it you know to try and work mm. out how to to manage everything and actually sometimes the paperwork is is someone once said to me this job is like going to the toilet it's not done until the paperwork is done yeah and it always <laughs> resonated with me in a strange <laughs> way you know and I kind of got that but who helps you with all that kind of thing have you got accountants or I mean yeah. friends or family or yeah I have an amazing accountant again yeah. um so a friend of mine I was working with at the advertising agency put me in touch. He used to have his own business, mm-hmm. um, put me in touch with these accountants. Um, uh, but they're, they're music industry background, okay. um, but they are amazing. And they, um, yeah, have helped me with, they do, because I'm a limited company, there's yeah. things like you have to think about like VAT, 
uh, your corporation tax, etc. cetera. Um, mm-hmm. And they will do all of those returns for me and tell me when those are coming and um, stuff like that. So yeah. um, I have to be, in the beginning, I didn't have to worry too much about it because obviously I had a second job and mm-hmm. um, the the regular stuff was coming from that. Like everything over and above that was kind of a bonus and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, yeah, when I be, be, this became my job, I definitely had to get better at those things and speak to my accountant more and yeah, be across yeah. Yeah. You know, taking on what my budgets were per month for mm-hmm. stuff like you know, social media advertising, the PR agency, yeah. materials and production, yeah. et cetera. So they do um, like end of end of probably quarter now accounts for me, which basically yeah. summarizes yeah. what my profit and loss is. Yeah. So, you know, it, I have to be, I have to be better. My husband helps me too. He's run companies before and he's <laughs> yeah. like, right, what's the budget? What's the targets? You know, all That's these things. Um, so, it's yeah. quite nice as well that your accountant has an understanding. Okay. It's not fashion, but you mm. know, the creative industry, you know, yeah, which is, which definitely. is also really good, isn't it? That's, yeah. that is a rare find. Um, what about switching off Kelly? What about just taking time out? Are you any good at that? Oh, no, I'm a one. Like a one. I, uh, wow. I am terrible. Like, cause it's, cause it's just me. I've got no one to leave it to. Mm-hmm. So if I'm like, cause it, cause it was also my hobby. The way that I, like chill out and relax or was doing something fun would be to go and make stuff so <laughs> I, when my husband goes away for the week like he'll get he goes riding he rides bmx so he'll be out for the day riding somewhere so i'm like oh what should i do myself okay cool i'll just, just make something and it might be experimenting with something new product wise or it'll be i might just make some orders because i'm like oh, i'm here i might as well i'm in the studio i might as well make them yeah. um and then I'm always looking, I'm always on my phone looking at social media or emails, um, answering customer service emails, like, you know, because, because I, I think because I was an account manager for a client, I'm always answering emails super quick Mm -hmm. and people are like, oh my God, this is amazing customer service. So you're answering me really quickly. Yeah. And I like, I like to be able to do that, but then it's probably to my detriment where I'm a bit like, I shouldn't be answering them straight away Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's just that thing in me where I'm like I'm so used to having clients to manage Mm. that I just instantly am like okay I need to reply to that Mm. I can't leave them hanging Um, but what what about time when you actually take time out you know I mean holidays I know it's been difficult over the last year or so are you you able to switch off that's my point do you know what I mean I mean it's really interesting talking to you you know I've got this vision of this cool couple you know that love sneakers (laughs) they love BMX and they're into their music you know Mm. and, and I think you know, it sounds as if culturally your whole lifestyle is, it, it mm. might be quite difficult for you to switch off. That's my point. Yeah. So yeah, I no, just wondered whether or not, if you were on holiday, you know, can you go on holiday and not completely be attracted to the business? Um, That's not a bad thing if you are, by the way. I'm just <laughs> asking the question. No, we, we, can, we can't go on holiday. But yeah, it's there's always this niggly thing. Um, because I'll have to do a post on social media, I'll be like, oh, shit, I need to do a post. Or like, um, you know, there's and there are there are there are apps that you can use to kind of schedule posts. But yeah. because Instagram punishes you, particularly for using things like that, I've done that in the past and been punished on engagement. So it's like, 
you know, I, I, I don't want to use those because I'm going to get penalized for that. Yeah, I, there are some times where I can like switch off a little bit, but I always get this weird guilt because I'm like, because I make things to order, I don't want to leave people waiting longer than they mm-hmm. really have to. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, because it's my own business, I'm like, shit, I'm not working hard enough. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, I do have that battle of like, no, you actually do need to chill out and not do anything for a weekend. So yeah, yeah, yeah I have I have recently had a few days where I, you know, I went to see a friend in Scotland and I did nothing for good like, for you three days so <laughs> you know I did actually do nothing for three days and didn't really think about it so yeah you know yeah you do have to find that time and that mental balance mm. I it's just it's probably unlearning loads of bad behavior from like yeah years, absolutely years right kind of yeah having to prove yourself and work really hard and yeah whatever so yeah, yeah it's I'm bad at it and I need to get better so <laughs> so what what does the future look like then Kelly because obviously I mean it sounds as if you've kind of got your ducks lined up you know you've got a successful business mm. yeah you, you love what you do it's that is absolutely apparent to see um yeah. and you're completely engulfed in 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 what you're doing and the reason you're doing it but what's next for you I mean how are you going to kind of you, do you want to scale it out are you looking to like yeah. recruit people and, yeah. and build the brand what's the what's the plan <laughs> for the next six to 12 months so yes take someone on um to help me um a few days with production stuff because mm-hmm. um obviously that would speed up the process but frees me up potentially to focus on like you say the future of the brand and other stuff so there are other products i've got in the pipeline and things that i want to make that i would like to to plan for um and kind of just scaling up because i think at the moment i've only touched on like for example with the social media advertising i do i'm you know minimal budgets at the moment so you know there's a whole world of billions of people out there that probably haven't even seen what i'm doing so yeah, yeah. um you know there's the next six months kind of focus on things like wholesale partnerships and brand partnerships and yeah. yeah just kind of scaling up in terms of production um and output because i want to shorten the the time scales that people have to wait to get their stuff um mm-hmm. so that was the that's, that's the cool. ideal yeah and just again i'm just thinking about your audience certainly your instagram mm-hmm. audience and the people that have bought your bags from you before what yeah. what kind of message because they might not have heard you speak before kelly you no. know they might they might have had a really quick email or a yeah. really quick instant message <laughs> but they've never actually they don't know who's behind it all so no. what would you say to those guys that have supported you over the last couple of years oh thank you like massively <laughs> <laughs> like you know the audience I've got some amazing loyal customers like people who have bought like you know three four five six seven bags from mm. me like and um, and I need to find a way to thank them better than here's a discount code because you know I love the fact that I've got people and fans of the brand you know they dm me when they love something and you know and that that is an amazing community to have like yeah. I value that I value that a lot because yeah. it allows me to do what I do like they you know they promote me they love the brand and they buy the product so you know I can't I can't express my gratitude enough yeah, um, you know, cool. to those people 
That's great. Thank you for that. And I'm sure they'll be appreciating it as well. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so how can people get hold of you, uh, Kelly, and find out a little bit more about what you do? Obviously, there's Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your web address? What? How can they get in touch? Yeah, so um, every, everything social media and website is just Tom Studio. So mm-hmm. the website's tomstudio.com um, and all of their handles for all social media is the same. So, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. And that's T-O-M-M-E, just mm-hmm. for anyone that's listening and, and yeah. not at their laptop or whatever. Cool. Amer- oh. Americans say Tommy, but I say Tom. So, yeah. <laughs> Where did the name come from, actually? That was another question I had. Oh, um, the name comes from um, crossing the word tomboy with um, the words hom and femme. So, okay. because it's kind of feminine, masculine. Yeah. Um, and I'm a tomboy. And that's, yeah, where it came from. <laughs> cool. Very good. Lovely. Well, listen, it's been a delight. Thank you for your time. Um, yeah, thank you. I hope it was, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. You know, it's, it's always good to have a bit of a chat on a, <laughs> yes. what day are we on? Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday yeah, I know. I'm like, what day yeah. is it? <laughs> um, but I, I, I'm, as I say, I'm a great fan. My daughter is an amazing fan. So there will be a purchase coming your oh, way, I'm amazing. sure, um, <laughs> at some point. And just all the best, you know, it Thank sounds you. as if you are going to go from strength to strength and so. um, it's going to be a good, good couple of years for you. I can absolutely feel Touch it in my bones. So, yeah, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> all right. Listen, thanks Thank very you. much for your time. Take care you and too. I'll, I'll speak to you soon. Bye bye. So that was Kelly there from Tom Studio. Thank you, Kelly, for giving us a little bit of your time and allowing us a little bit of a sneaky peek behind your amazing basketball brand, uh, basketball bag brand, to be precise. Um, Okay, so let me tell you a little bit, dear listener, about what's coming up in the next episode, because next episode is episode number 30, which is the finale of this current podcast series. Um, Don't worry, I've got loads coming through over the next couple couple of months really. I'm already started recording um, series number four um, with some amazing stories already in the can as we like to say but it's fair to say that episode number 30 is somewhat of a special one because I'm releasing the show to tie in with the launch of the digital assets for a superb jewellery brand called Parts of Four. I was really lucky and managed to get a very short amount of the precious time from Evan Suckerman, who's the co-founder and creative director of the brand Parts of Four. It's a jewellery brand. They're incredible. They've got a Paris showroom. They're based out in the Far East. It's a really competent team that they've got there as well. And honestly, we go into great depth talking about their um, kind of introduction really into nfts and tokens and the whole digital world because they really do want to be one of the first brands um, to really take this new market on which is so so interesting and so exciting i was delighted to have this conversation i really hope you can stick with us for the next episode Um, but until then i wish you well and i will talk to you soon take care bye bye Behind the Brands was brought to you in association with BeforeStores.com. Go check it out. You can discover new brands, meet the makers and their products before they go into stores. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to leave us a review. We'd really appreciate your feedback. You can also subscribe for future episodes by tapping the follow button wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, keep learning, keep listening and keep creative.